It'll either put you in a great mood or a really like, you know, what time is it? This was bad. Gotcha. Gotcha. (laughs) So we're setting that bar real high for you. Yeah, that's right. Dive in the deep end to start the swim. That's good. That's that's what we like to do. That's what we like to do. (laughs) Bring it. Bring it is my podcast. Bring it. Bring it is my my podcast. Bring it. Hi. Welcome, everybody. Yeah. It's Bacon. It's my podcast time. Woohoo! We're back! Well, Well, people don't know that we were gone. Right. But we know that we were gone. We were gone for uh, two weeks. What felt like an eternity. It did feel like an eternity, but like roughly two weeks, something like that. Yeah. Uh, And uh, so now it's time to get back in the saddle. Yeah. Hopefully we don't screw this up. Yeah, hopefully we didn't forget how to do everything. Yeah. Yeah, forget everything we've learned this past... (laughs) year yeah and uh hopefully we don't learn that or lose that with our next guest today a dude that's had like three music uh three careers over uh, yeah like in front of us seriously like uh story of the year goldfinger yeah and he's also a radio host uh, radio show host a producer the risotto show Yes, from the Rizzuto show. Uh, dude, Moon Valjean. Yeah, that's exciting. Uh, yeah, yeah. When he hit me back up, uh, so I, I shot an email to him, and we said he said, yeah, you know, maybe we'll get together around September. Um, just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of a sudden, he hit me back up, and he's like, dude, I totally spaced this out. I'm so sorry. When do you want to do this? I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Okay, cool. We thought he big-timed us. Yeah. But he didn't. But he didn't. He just absent-minded us. Yeah. And that happens. Which happens. That happens. I do it all the time. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But before we get into that, we do have to uh, tell you all about our sponsors. Mm -hmm. So Uh, I'm going to run down the list real quick. Yes. Um, We want you to make sure and uh, and check out... Get a pen. uh, Wild Bills at drinkwildbills.com. We've got growyourassoff.com and we've got poddex.com. You can go to any of those and you can get 10% off your order by doing the promo code BACON. BACON. Uh, we have a brand new sponsor that we're very excited about. It is, of course, Manscaped. Yes. Manscaped.com. If you go to manscaped.com, you use the promo code BACONPOD. A little different. A little bit different. But it gives you 20% off. Yeah, for those well extra letters, it. you get more percent. Yeah, exactly. It's, and free it's a couple extra. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, make sure you support our sponsors. It supports us. And yeah, keep awesome. those marbles shiny. Yeah. And uh, also, another way to uh, support us is going to our Patreon yeah, for our, additional content. Absolutely. Our, uh, our BIM squad over there uh, has helped us. Honestly, get through the holidays, mm-hmm. uh, be able to take a little bit of time off while we put shows out, um, help us keep the show free, help us keep the show running. I mean, you uh, saw them uh, earlier this year, some of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They helped us out the, with the uh, Bimpies. Help us out on the Bimpies, uh, and we appreciate appreciate you guys very, very much if you're a part of the Bim Squad. If you are not, just jump over there, uh, patreon.com slash bacon is my podcast, and check it out. No, uh, you know. No, no harm. No, no pressure. Foul, no, pressure no pressure. Nothing. Just check it out. We do have extra shows, extra content over there, uh, commercial-free versions of this show, 
Plus, we have cooking shows, tasting shows, uh, music, all kinds of stuff. All like sorts that. of fun stuff. So definitely check it out. Our biggest thank you, of course, is to everyone that is listening. Thank you for giving the podcast a shot. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for uh, tweeting at us, uh, sending us your comments, sending us your questions. Sending With that us hashtag. What's your bacon? Yes. And bacon is my pod. Yes, exactly. And uh, yeah. It's it's been awesome. Make sure that you hit that five star review on now Spotify, yeah, and Apple and all of the things. So thank you guys. Yeah. So we don't have to do that at the end now because we did it at the beginning. Well, we could do it again. We could do it again. But but either way, it doesn't matter. Hang out with us and Moon Valjean because uh, it's going to be a fun interview and it's going to be a good time. And uh, he is a fun dude to talk to uh, from I, – I, I can't say that offhand because we haven't interviewed him yet. Yet. Um, but from the interviews that I've checked out, he seems like a fun dude. Yeah. So I'm excited to jump in. You can find out if I'm right or if I'm wrong. Yeah, this could this could suck. This could suck. So uh, you'll find out when we find out. And uh, that interview is going to start when? Oh, oh I, I get where this is going now. Now. Okay. Okay. Now. <laughs> now. Son of a bitch. So we got a new uh, sponsor. Yeah, sweet balls, bro. Thanks, buddy. I'm pretty sure you can guess by it, by that conversation <laughs> that our new sponsor is Manscaped. Yes, Manscaped, uh, a company that I'm very familiar with. Me too. Uh, a couple, few years now. I've yeah. Been, I've been using their products, and uh, I tell you what, my marbles have never been shinier. I actually got their uh, their lawnmower 3.0. Yes, which uh, it has skin safe technology, and they've just upgraded to the 4.0. And let me tell you, I was I, I love the 3.0, but the 4.0 is just so much better. It's got a light on it. Do I really need a light? Yes, you do. Visual aids. Yeah, Visual aids yeah are absolutely. Do. Sometimes, for sure. Sometimes in those crevices that uh, that that upper leg inner crease. Yes. Yes. Agreed. It's a tough spot. Uh, so the Perfect Package 4.0 contains the Lawnmower 4.0. Yes. But one of the things that I am a big fan of uh, is the Crop Reviver. Uh, yes. They call it. It is. Uh, they call it the Ball Spray Toner. Yes. So it's tone it, those marbles. Uh, what else is in the Perfect Package? Package as well is the uh, the, the ball deodorant. Yes. It's the Crop yeah. Preserver. It's an anti-chafing. So when you walk a lot. Uh, I don't know about you, but sometimes I get the chafing. I should probably lose weight, but instead I use this. I'm just a fan. I've always been a fan. I, I was super excited when you told me that we got uh, the email from them saying that uh, we could now offer a discount to our listeners. Yes. Uh, I thought that was super cool. So uh, and men and women can use it too. Absolutely. It's not just a man thing. So if uh, if you want, you can get 20% off. Yeah, your order is now. A big deal. That's, That's a big deal. Pretty awesome. Uh, use the promo code BaconPod. You get twenty percent off at Manscaped.com. So go ahead to Manscaped.com. Save yourself twenty percent. Yeah. Use the promo code BaconPod and, uh, and and make your marbles clean. Twenty percent off. Shiny. Check it out, Manscaped.com. Highly recommended and used by your boys here at Bacon is my podcast. Like I said, keep those marbles shiny. Whoop, whoop. Mm-hmm. How you guys doing? My name is Riley V. If you haven't gotten a chance to check out Problems, it's streaming everywhere and you're consuming bacon is my podcast. Do I start surly? Yeah, you can. Is that surly? Hey. Is that your surly? Hey.
No, I, that doesn't feel comfortable. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bacon is my podcast. Uh, You're finding yourself. It's good. I'm finding myself. I appreciate it. It's, it's good stuff. It's only been a year and a half. Right. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, today, we have a dude who wears many hats. Uh, I have followed his career for quite some time. I'm sure you have, too. I have as well. Uh, yeah, he's taken them on and off uh, for all the audio people. Ladies and gentlemen, singer of Greek fire. Guitar player, sometimes bassist of Goldfinger, uh, a co-host and producer of the Rizzuto Show, Mister Moon Valjean. Valjean. Yeah, he said it. He, Valjean. He said, he it, said it, and I, and I we fucked were, it up. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah that's okay. part of your yeah. deal. It's all good. Yeah. If you're if you're in Les Mis, it's Valjean. If you're in everywhere else in America, it's whatever you want it to be. How you guys yeah. doing? Doing all right, Dude. man. How are you doing today? Uh, today's a good day. Sundays are, are like super work days for uh, for my wife and I. And I was just in the middle of a, a little studio session. That's where I'm uh, coming to you from. And uh, yeah, it's it's good so far. Good. Nice. Things awesome. are good. How, you, how are you guys? Very today? much appreciate Do, doing good, man. We get to hang out and talk with you. I appreciate you uh, spending that time with us. We know uh, Sunday is a work day. It is for us as well. So yeah. thank you for spending some of your time with us. We do appreciate it. Absolutely. That. Thank you for having me. Yeah. yeah you, uh, so you brought up you brought up late late Miz. And uh, I do know that you have a history with, uh, you know, with Les Mis and one of your favorite mu musicals and stuff like that. Um, it, what sucks is here, Broadway is shut down. Yeah, Broadway is shut um, down. But is that, is that your favorite, your absolute favorite musical? And have you seen it in the city? And, uh, you know. No, I've never seen it live. And actually, it's not, it's not my favorite musical. My, my favorite, <laughs> uh, honestly. I was a huge Phantom fan as a kid. Still a giant Phantom oh, fan. Oh, that's right, Phantom. Nice. I've seen I've seen uh, Phantom many many times, um, but uh, I have yet to see Les Mis on the stage. I I enjoy it, um, but honestly, I, I I took the moniker just because I really uh, I I very much appreciate and feel some connections with uh, the whole arc of Jean Valjean's character and uh, just you know the the. If you dig into it, I don't want to get nerdy and, and take talk it into you know theater talk or anything. But if you really kind of look at the arc of his of his uh, uh, storyline, he has to reinvent himself like multiple times, and he has to continually pivot and continually adapt or die, sort of thing. And it all starts with <clears throat> a, a sin, albeit a a a small sin that's whatever necessary and being punished pretty drastically for it. And, uh, not that, uh, having a child out of wedlock at the age of 17 is a sin per se. Uh, you can make your own judgments or whatever, but I went through some pretty gnarly stuff in high school and, uh, and, you know, I was raised like super, super Baptist and everything. And, uh, my high school girlfriend and I got pregnant at 16 and it was a life changing thing still, still has been, but it kind of sets you back and you're punished in ways where everybody's doing something, but because mine's now public, um, you know, we came under some pretty gnarly fire and, and it had to deal with some like pretty heavy weight. So I just sort of really connected with uh, with that character and some of the some of the arcs in Les Mis. But I'm a phantom guy, man. Phantom through and That's, through. Yeah, I, I actually was mistaken. Uh, but you have know. you seen Phantom? Yeah, I uh, I was lucky enough to see Phantom with uh, Sebastian Bach. Oh, get out! What? Phantom. Which yeah, was, uh, yeah. It was, it was right when I first moved to New York City. 
um, I, I got to see he was it was like his last run uh, in Phantom of the Opera. And I was like, or he did Phantom of the Opera. It was not on Broadway. It was an off. Yeah, a little off Broadway. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I was like, dude, no way. I saw, he him, I saw him in Jekyll and Hyde as well. Jekyll and Hyde was, Jekyll was on. on Hyde was, that was on Broadway. Yeah, that was on Broadway. I knew when we were, when we were touring, I think it was when we were touring, I want to say, oh, man, I don't know what year, 03, 04, 02, 05, something around there. I know he was doing Jesus Christ Superstar or, or yeah. something like that. And I was trying to catch that when we were going through uh, some of the some of the places he was doing it, but never never got to see him. And then we ended up playing South Korea. Uh, I don't remember what year that was either. Um, and Skid Row was supposed to be on, and they were like, I don't know. We had heard rumors that maybe Sebastian was coming back, which I'm sure right, was right. total dog shit. But like, <laughs> you know, it gave us just enough hope to be like, oh man, maybe we're gonna see Skid Row with Sebastian Bach. Man, it'd be so dope. And the guy that was not Sebastian Bach like did a great job and everything. But, it, but like when he walked out, I was like, oh, bummer. Fr friends of ours actually just uh, Kaleido, uh, Christina, Chris. She she was on the show uh, a couple a couple of months ago. They just they were just direct support for them for Skid they Row, did, right? they did um something crazy like five months yeah no it way the, wait yeah I know that band did i think greek fire did some stuff with those guys uh long ago they've been they've been around right are they from they've detroit or something for, for a a yep. yeah yep from oh, detroit. okay yeah i remember that band yeah yeah they they got i think it was like five months with with sebastian bach they were on the road it just and no no stoppage yeah, that's which was crazy in the I, COVID era. I got to say, I'm, I, Skid Row is one of those bands that I will unapologetically uh, be excited to see with yeah. Sebastian Bach. You know, like yeah. uh, like a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of people sling shit at like um, '80s bands and hair bands and 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 hair metal they were and all that kind though. of stuff. But they man, were, they were different. First band ever to have a number one uh, charting metal record. Really? Uh, ever on Billboard. Yeah. Slave to the Grind was the very first record to debut, first metal record to ever debut at number one on Billboard. No way. We used to uh, we used to warm up a lot, um, just, you know, warming up and stretching and things in the bus to a bunch of different stuff. And that was on the playlist for sure. Every single show for, I don't know, 15 years, 13 That's years. Some, it was some uh, cool songs on that record, man. Yeah. Some really yeah. cool songs on that record. 18 in life is, oh man. I, I, you know what sucks though? Like one of my bands, uh, we covered 18 in life. Yeah. And it's one of those songs where you get to that first chorus. And, and I know you could probably attest to this because you're in a 90s tribute band. So you hit that first chorus. Everybody's like, yeah. Second verse starts. They're like, all right, let's go get a drink. Oh, dude. Yeah. We actually, we have a, we have a whole shtick with our with our tribute group is um, like we'll we'll do a whole bunch of medleys we'll do half songs and all that and when oh, yeah. people like we'll, we'll just stop a song immediately and go into the next one when people grumble about it I'm like no 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 I am the curator of what you like and what you don't like and then we'll play a song and we'll prove to them that you don't want to hear this whole song you don't even know this whole song you know the first verse and the chorus let's just do the chorus again and we'll be done with this shit you don't need more than two minutes and ten seconds of Hootie and the Blowfish. You just right. don't need the full track. Oh, whoa, whoa, it, whoa, 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 Speak for yourself. Wow. No, no, listen. Me too. Yes, I'm those, you. those records, if you listen to them, if you listen to Hootie do it, it's perfect. It's amazing. Yeah. You listen to it all day long. You listen to front to back. But if yeah. you listen to a 90s band in a bar doing it, <laughs> get the fuck done with it. After two minutes, it's enough. We're going to go. Let's now let's do Eve six. Now let's do something else. Now like you, you, <laughs> you don't need Four and a half minutes consecutively of Hootie and the Blowfish. 
if you're our kind of band, we're like a party, like you better sing along, right, you're yeah, singing yeah. to everything sort of thing. I used to say that all the time to people that that did the Freebird thing, you know, like that would yell the Freebird thing. And I'm like, you don't want to hear free. You want to hear the intro and you want to hear the solo. Yeah. The only two, it, you don't want to hear any other part of that I'm, song. I'm that guy that nobody yells wants. To, yeah, you're that way. guy. No one wants to hear <laughs> if I leave. No, you don't want to hear it. You don't want to same with uh, uh, Josie's on a vacation far away. You want to hear that first verse yeah. and that first yeah. chorus, and then you're. I don't even know what the second verse is. No one does. It doesn't matter. I don't think it yeah. exists. I don't mean to slam Hootie, and I'll get back to Hootie for a second. But like uh, the, uh, the the song that we do it with in particular is um, "Breakfast at Tiffany's." Nobody wants to hear "Breakfast at oh, Tiffany's" yeah. oh, in its yeah. entirety. I, I assure you, I'm the professional here. Let me curate it for you. <laughs> I'll play what you want to hear, and then we'll move on. You just let me do my thing, and it and it and I prove it every time because one of the one crowd like really uh, was pr pretty drunk by the time we got to that one, and they kind of heaved a lot of. A lot of stuff, and I was like, oh, okay, "Okay, fine. Well, we'll do the whole thing for you, man. We'll do the whole thing." And man, by the third verse or whatever the heck it is, you're just like, "Nobody wants this anymore." I told right, you, right. this is your go get a beer <laughs> moment, I guess now. Or yeah, yeah. But back to Darius Rucker for a second, uh, and Sebastian Bach and tying it all in. Those are the guys that um, that I love, man. That I that I that I champion. That I'm rooting on, um, even if I'm not following everything that they're doing. Somebody that can go from one thing to the next to the next that are completely unrelated or seemingly unrelated, yeah. like like a yeah. '80s hair metal band to freaking Broadway, dude. Do you understand the skill set that that had? Not just in the throat, but in the mind. Oh, and, oh yeah. And and, and it, to be able to produce yourself in so many different fashions is like really what I think singers and and, and different people should be looking up to. It, the 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 thing that sucks is I, I remember. When we first heard about uh, Bach being on Broadway and everything, I remember like a lot of buddies of mine that were Skid Row fans were like pissed about it. They were like, "Oh, bro, oh, bro, bro, oh, bro, that's so not metal." <laughs> and you're just like, "Dude, are you dumb? Like this guy, right? Yeah, is a music master, and he's getting even more master mastery around it. You know what I'm saying?" Yeah. And one of those dudes that I like to talk about, uh, or or at least defend when they crash on him, especially since Office Space came out. Is Michael Bolton? That guy is such a badass man. That dude oh, yeah. rules. Michael Bolton rules. You celebrate his whole catalog. Celebrate his whole catalog. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they said something about until that ass clown started uh, uh, winning Grammys or whatever. But that dude, he was like in a metal band as well. It just didn't do well. Yeah, uh, like right. a like a hair band, and then he converted into whatever works. But dude, he has the chops to do that. Commercial. All right, so you know we just played the fair, right? Mm-hmm. I saw our new sponsor next to us at the fair. Right. Right? Any of you that have ever been to festivals, you know one of the coolest spots to go to is that spot that's selling you sodas where the copper mugs. Oh, they're the best. Wild Bills, dude. Yes. And you don't just have to go to a, a fair to get their stuff anymore. You can go right. to drinkwildbills.com. And they'll send it right to your house. They sent that ginormous box to us. Huge box. Yeah. Of stuff. And it made me realize that Wild Bills isn't just soda. Yeah. I thought it was at first. But, man, the like jerky and uh, nuts, nuts and coffee. And, oh, man. Snack foods, coffee, yeah. everything. And if you go there now, drinkwildbills.com, use the promo code BACON, of course, and you get 10% off. Ugh. Dude, check it out. 
Uh, stick with us because we're going to be letting you know how that coffee tastes. We're going to be doing some tasting episodes on literally everything in the box. Yes. So stick with us. But, uh, dude, you've had it. You've been at fairs. I bought it. I bought that mug. It's awesome. I yeah. love it. And now, again, we're heading into the winter months. It's going to get a little colder. No more fairs. Just have it delivered right to your door. Wild Drink Wild Build up. Yeah. Drinkwildbills.com. Yeah. <laughs> Easy for me to say. Blah, 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 blah. Once. <laughs> Check it out. Promo code BACON. Hey, I'm Mickett from Rivals, and you're consuming Bacon is my podcast. Right. Yeah, that's that's really awesome. Like, diversity is what's crazy important. That, that's something that I feel like you brought to, like, a lot of your music. Uh, even in the story of the year days, like, it was just a lot of different things. It was everything from, like, hardcore to, like, punk to, I mean, shit, the hooks are poppy as hell. The harmonies... Dude, the fucking harmonies. I remember the first time I saw you guys. Um, it was uh, Project Revolution with Linkin Park. And I was so stoked because you were the opening, opening, opening act. Like, yeah. first first on and everything. And I was so excited to like see you guys because I, I loved Page Avenue. And then when – and this was like the start of, okay, we're going to run tracks. And some people do backgrounds and some don't and stuff. And – when I heard you do those like crazy high harmonies and stuff, I was fucking blown away. I was just yeah. like, holy shit, this guy could just be a singer of a band. <laughs> right. And then, Thanks, uh, and then here we are, Greek Fire. And Greek Fire is fucking awesome too, man. It's, it, it's super, super awesome that, that you're doing all that kind of stuff. And even that, that's that veers a different way. It's a different presentation than story of the year was and and, and yeah it's you know. it's much more theatrical it's much more yeah. about instead of just playing songs it's like okay we have a half hour set then we build we build a half an hour performance oh now we have 45 minutes it's not we're just not tacking on 15 minutes of songs we need we need the the acts act one act two act three to feel that throughout that 45 minutes it needs to it needs to start a certain way uh, lull in a certain way, come back in a certain way, and end in a certain way. That was much more theatrically presented than anything I had been a part of before. And that was like super, super by design. Still is. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's amazing you talk about the tracks back then because that was when people started, but we had zero tracks. Story didn't use tracks until uh, just a few uh, a few years before I was not in the band. Yeah, yeah. I remember you doing backflips off the off – the, uh... Uh, amps and uh, I remember you throwing PRS and at the time I couldn't afford a PRS I was you know I was <laughs> late high school early uh, early college and I was like <gasps> when you tossed I it I was like no I know made me nervous too man I sold my truck for that PRS uh, <laughs> I did gotta, I did you go where the spirit takes you you go where the spirit yeah, takes you I still power. have I still have my first one and and uh, we were fortunate enough. Um, I mean, that was like I worked at a music shop before before the band and all that, and that was like my dream guitar. Sold my truck to get to get my first PRS and and played it and brought that to the band. They were playing SGs uh, when I when I joined, and I was like, man, come on, dude, like we've 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 got to go full on. And I was able to get a hold of them and 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 start a relationship uh, that uh, that was unbelievable, and they 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 treated us better than we deserved, just being this new band out of nowhere with. 
you know, with a, a couple demo songs on 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 our first record when we first talked to him. Well, they like they like SGs, so I guess they like broken headstocks. Is that? Is that oh, right? brother, don't don't get me started. I I uh, I love SGs in the studio, but like I, I would never want to do what we were doing back then with an SG. And the one time that I had to, I snapped the headstock off of my PRS because I had jumped off a bass cab while spinning the guitar around me and it went around twice or almost twice to, to uh, one and three quarters and came right down on the headstock. I kind of misjudged oh. and, uh, and smashed my PRS, which was my first one. And the only backup that we had was this pile of crap, like lowest of low SGs. And, uh, dude, it was so out of tune and, and whatever that I just unclipped it and it fell and snapped in half. Like the whole thing snapped in half. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like I'd never yeah. even played a song on this thing and it's already <laughs> in two pieces. I was like, ah, what? I mean, like I said, lowest of low tier, uh, of SGs. We've used some beautiful ones in the studio. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I will say at least, at least it. if you're going to snap a headstock, you, you did it on stage in front of people. I, uh, the very first headstock I ever snapped was in a basement rehearsing with my very first band ever. Cause I was, was one of those people that was like, if I'm going to rehearse, I'm going to rehearse like I'm going to play. And so I <laughs> go where the spirit takes me. So I'm jumping around and I'm throwing guitars and everything. And I, I threw it right into the ceiling, right <laughs> oh. in the ceiling of a basement <laughs> and it snapped the headstock off. I was playing a, a Kramer at the time. It was my very oh. first guitar, uh, little uh, Kramer American series. I, mm. I still have it. Um, snapped the headstock off, but I had the locks on the uh, neck, so it stayed in tune, and I was able to play, and I didn't know that it had snapped because it just it went all the way around, and I got it, and I was still playing. And uh, the, oh, the, you had the... the band stopped and looked at me and was like, hey, uh, hey man. <laughs> it was just dangling. <laughs> it was just hanging. <laughs> Oh, what a bummer. <laughs> Top two pegs just hanging. That's amazing. <laughs> just hanging out. Uh, and, oh, uh, dude. That was my first guitar repair, too. My dad uh, helped me find it. Uh, we couldn't go online, obviously. So it was like find the company and have them send a neck and buy a neck and then like put the neck on and try and get it straight and oh try God. and figure out how to do a setup and like all this kind of stuff. And I still have that guitar, which is great. But that was in front of uh, – you know, the, the three other dudes that was in the band with me. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. so at least you picked a good spot to do yours. Yeah. Well, that was, that was before, uh, that was before the PRS deal. So I had right. to have, yeah. I had oh, to have yeah. fix and we had no guitars for the next show. We were like playing the Ernie ball truck on warp tour at that time. Right. And, uh, that was like the, the one day I want to say, I want to say it was in Pennsylvania or something. They didn't have like room for the truck. So the Ernie ball stage became like half of the main stage and how they split that up sometimes on what and they would do, do that. So we were like kind of on the main stage, which is like a bigger crowd. And that's when it happens. And it's cool to to break it and all that. But if you don't have any guitars to replace it, I'm just standing there going, well, I'm, I guess I'm, I guess I'm done. I guess my job is over today. So I just walked away. I was just like, I'll see you later, guys. Like, you know, it was like, now you're you're one of the weather girls, man. You just start snapping and singing your backups. Actually, so it was a nightmare at the time. So, in terms of like nightmares, like warp tour nightmares, um, I think, I think the worst that I've ever seen, and, and that, that does suck, but you know, you had the other guitar player there and, and the band is still able to play. I actually saw you guys on this warp tour too. I don't remember what year it was, but uh, a band that I know, um, we we actually went out to Jersey to go see Warp Tour, and a band that I know, and they will remain nameless right now, 
couldn't play their set oh, I know. because their laptop overheated. So their 30-minute <laughs> set became a 12-minute set. Yeah. That sucks. Like, you, you don't have a – you're on Warp Tour. It's hot as fuck. It doesn't matter where you are. It's in a parking lot. Right. Yeah. It's hot as fuck. You don't have a backup? <laughs> like, you don't have a backup plan? No, nothing at all? Don't go away. We'll be back right after these messages. What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. And before we get into this week, if one episode just isn't enough for you and you need a little bit more Bacon is My Podcast, head on over to patreon.com forward slash bacon is my podcast. Over there, you will get access to monthly live streams, discounts on merch, early and commercial free access to Bacon is My Podcast episodes. Some of them are even extended surprise giveaways, additional shows, including Tasting is My Passion, and of course, Cooking with Bacon is My Passion. And oh yeah, you get a crap ton of music. That's right, all of Jimmy and Mike's bands, previous, current, whatever it is, you'll get access to that music, demos, and much, much more. Just head on over to patreon.com forward slash bacon is my podcast and learn what the hoopla is all about. Hi, I'm AJ from Werewolves, and you've been consuming bacon is my podcast. Well, that, that goes to that argument of uh, when we were talking about tracks before of whether you whether tracks become your show or you can play your show without tracks. Yeah. Yeah. When the, when the tech was pretty rudimentary, we saw that go down with a pretty big, pretty, I mean, enormous band side project And the side project. It was like half kind of industrial. And a lot of times they were, they were uh, dependent on the, uh, on the tracks and it went down halfway through the first song and the oh. show turned into the show turned into four songs, man, whatever they could break down acoustic. And it was such a bummer dude. It was such a, it was a huge event and it was, it, uh, we had opened up for it and, um, and these are like excellent musicians. And I mean, they, they're like really well put together. It was like a super group type, type of thing. And the Pro Tools rig goes down. Cause like I said, it was pretty rudimentary at the time. Right. And it went down and it was like, you know, and now you could probably explain it. And the majority of the crowd would even know what you're saying. Cause the majority yeah. of the crowd knows what's happening. Right. and doesn't give it. a shit that half the vocals and guitars are on tracks now, which is absurd. But uh, back then you couldn't even, you couldn't even begin to explain to the crowd what the fuck was going on. They're just like, oh, why? Yeah. Why are they standing there looking, you know, puzzled at, at, at one another and getting angry? <laughs> so it was like, oh, no, and we're on the side of the stage knowing what's happening. Going, oh, what a nightmare. But yeah, different, different, uh, different world these days. Yeah. So, so one of the things that, that uh, I have heard about you is that you, when you're on tour, you like to find the best of the places that you're in so you're in new york you find awesome things that you know like you know coffee shop or pub or whatever it may be and i we also uh i also know that you're into uh like the the seedy divey nastiest ass bars uh to play <laughs> venues um what venue like anywhere does it? What was your favorite that you felt like you needed a tetanus shot after going in? But like, <laughs> but then like, 
it's got this charm to it that you just loved being a part of. Uh, well, being from St. Louis, I have to say the original Creepy Crawl, which has not been in existence since like 2005 or six. Uh, it ended up being a, another one. So the majority of people in St. Louis now, if you say Creepy Crawl, they think of the second one. But the very first one is where we filmed the Until the Day I Die video. Uh, the stage wasn't that big. We actually built that stage a little bit bigger for the video. But if you watch that video, it looks sweaty and nasty because it was. When we filmed it, it was in August. And dude, it was 100 degrees inside no air conditioning it smells like pee it smells like the walls are just awful it just it smells like it's the closest thing to like an old new york city or london sort of undergroundish punk rock bar yeah. that i had ever experienced obviously as an early musician being from st louis um but it's one of the few since then that i can really say had every single box ticked when it came to nasty sweaty punk rock club type of feel like legit through even to the owner <laughs> uh like it was just it was just this fucked up place man it was just this really uniquely fucked up place um i'll say another one that comes to mind would be the 100 club in london which i didn't ever play until just a few years ago with goldfinger and uh, uh i didn't meet my wife until uh 2016 like the very beginning or, or 2015 and and the very beginning of 2016 so she didn't experience like all the early touring and all the early uh, uh bars and different places that i toured before things were bigger and she comes with Goldfinger every once in a while. She was over in, in London with us and uh, she went down to this club and it's like a famous club. It's kind of, you know, sub sub street. It's underneath the, it's underneath London and it smells like piss and it just, you know, it's got that, it's got that old shit London sort of club vibe. <laughs> right. But when you're walking around, you see all the photos and things from like the sixties and seventies and all the rock gods that have gone through there and played there. It's one of those things that like, you know, Oh, you haven't played the hundred club. You haven't done it. Yeah. But when you're playing the hundred club, you're like, this, this place fucking sucks. You know, it, it, it looks like, it looks like people have, have been procreating on the, on the, on the couch, uh, you know, <laughs> right, since right. the sixties. <laughs> And it's just like never been like even wiped. It's just like you don't want to sit down. You don't want to touch anything. And I'm not even like a germaphobe guy, but it was one of those places. And my wife was just like, this place is so fucking nasty. And she just like <laughs> never seen anything like that. And I was like, no, nah, dude, this is pretty dope. This has got character. You know, you got to you got to like feel the history and like kind of you got to yeah. sort of breathe. You got to sort of breathe the history to get through yeah. all the other things that you're breathing. Um, so so. <laughs> So that was that was definitely one, and there's another one called King Tut's Wawa Hut in uh, in Glasgow, Scotland. That's that's unique and has a ton of history, and that was a really fun place to play. But again, it's only fun because you know everything that's happened there. But then when you're on stage, you're like, "This fucking sucks." There's a beam right here. I just hit my head twice. I you know I spin my guitar and I and I'm losing tuners. Like you know you can't put a show on there and feel very great about it. But because the energy's there, it was the very first time I'd ever been in Scotland. We were threatened in the line at McDonald's an hour before. People were trying to fight us. Um, That's amazing. It just had, yeah, it just has this like really, truly, uniquely amazing um, memory uh, attached to it. And when you're talking about me, like you know, uh, finding places in in towns uh, th that I'm in during tour, I just have, I just have like this really intense desire. Uh, for adventure and like un unscripted adventure and touring is 
absolutely groundhog day. It's it's a nightmare to people that aren't um, okay with not having not having routine, but having routine. So you're basically working 24 hours a day because you're away from your family and your home and everything familiar. And you're stuck in a little tube uh, with however many gentlemen, and sometimes there's up to 12 to 16. You know, we were touring on a bus with 16 people at once. And, uh, and you have to do something to kind of break that up. And my favorite thing to do is just to wake up early in the morning. This is way, way before cell phones or maps or any of that kind of stuff or, or, you know, smartphones. And I would just go, I just pick a direction. Now, at first you get lost a lot. And sometimes that can be troublesome getting back for a sound check and all that. But like, eventually you hone, I honed like this really, really good skill of knowing where I was or how many lefts I took and how far did I go straight. And then when I went right and you, you know, all those kind of things, but nothing was more pleasurable, uh, uh, to, to me than traveling in these foreign cities all over the world and just wandering, getting lost on purpose, figuring out how to get myself back, not caring what time it was, not caring where I was headed or having a goal in mind. And I found some of the most spectacular places on earth, man, from these like bars that were built into caves in Austria to, um, all the things I experienced in Germany, just wandering around Berlin and Hamburg and, uh, and Munich. I mean, it was just like unscripted adventures and all of my best memories are from just wandering at wandering and finding, finding the city center. And my, I have different tricks depending on, uh, what country or continent I'm in as to how to do it. Um, but typically I would just like get my way to the city, city center and just go. And uh, dude, I, I I saw my very first football game because I walked off the bus and there was people walking in a direction. I didn't even know what city or state I was in. I was walking in a direction. I was like, I'm just going to go with these people. And some guy goes, tickets for sale. And I was like, yo, how much? And he said, 40 for the pair. And I was like, okay. And I bought tickets. I didn't even know what it was. And, <laughs> I, and I was like, I'm going to go to this, whatever this is. I'm going. These people are going. This, you know, We'll figure it out. And I went back and I got my buddy who was like um, substitute drumming for us. And I was like, and he's like, you know, tattooed forehead to toenail and like, uh, you know, just like super living, living the punk rock life. And uh, I was like, yo, you want to go to this? I was, like, I was like, oh, it's a, it's a college football game. I've never been in one of those. It sounds, sounds cool. So me and him went and saw Arizona State and UCLA or some shit. And like, you know, we're like on the 50 yard line looking like, what the hell are we doing? But it was such a great experience because I had no idea what it was. Right. You just go, you just that's go. Awesome. And, and, and that was, and that, that's my life, man. That's, that's my, that's my soul. That's awesome. That's like, amazing. I always, I always found that like, um, and I, and I've actually heard you talk about it a little bit in a couple of interviews that I kind of like stalked on before we got into this one about how like traveling and, and being in new places kind of like um, helps you grow as a person is, is the biggest yeah. way of growing as a person. And uh, I, I kind of have that same kind of thing. Like I moved to New York on a coin toss and I um, anywhere that I've ever been, I, I kind of try to do the same thing where it's just like, Oh, pick a direction, go find it. I, I love that way of, of learning, uh, meeting new people, figuring out new things, wandering into somebody's group and, and hearing what they're all about. And, you know, finding all these, finding all these things out has, has definitely helped me like grow as a person. Do you have any kind of like specific moments that you remember or that you attach to a place where you're like, this is where I learned to that I'm this type of person, or this is where I learned this, this kind of skill. 
um, that you've then turned around and because I know that you uh, you bring your kids on the road and you travel with them and you've taken them all been able to take them to a lot of different places. Uh, are there kind of like life lessons that you attach to places and things? Oh, yes. Hundreds and hundreds. Um, I mean, uh, a lot of the songs, especially Greek fire songs uh, that I've written, have been in different places um, or been inspired by by, by those places. Um, I, I really do have hundreds and hundreds of stories like that. Uh, I'll say one. Uh, I, I wrote I wrote a Greek fire song. A lot of the lyrics uh, to two of the songs, uh, one called Running Away and the other was called uh, um, uh, I Don't Want to Leave This Place. Mm. And that was from I Don't Want to Leave This Place started uh, with like this lyrical idea and everything just kind of flooded in on me. I had walked up. I found I was in Salzburg, Austria, and I had found these steps. And I was like I said, I was just wandering. Um, I walked by, I think it's Mozart's house. And then I found... Uh, like some place that they had filmed like a really, really big musical. I forget which musical because I hadn't seen it. Um, it's the like the biggest like Sound of Music or something, I guess they filmed okay. there. And like I hadn't seen that. I still haven't seen it. Uh, and I see like these like little places that were kind of like special to the town. I was like, oh, okay, they made this thing. But there's like this plateau with like what you think like might be a house or something on top. And I was like, I want to go up there. And I, I worked my way through these steps. And as I got up there, I realized it's a castle. There's a castle up there that's sitting atop the the the, the town kind of horseshoes around this giant castle sitting up on the top of a mountain or a plateau. And when I got up there, uh, I sat on this stone wall overlooking this river and the whole town. And like, I just had this very, very spiritual, spiritually connected moment where like, I, I just... I was so thankful, man. I was just so thankful to God to be alive and to be able to see what I was seeing. Um, but like I mentioned before, when you're on tour, you're you're working 24 hours a day because you're away from your family. And 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 one of the things that like uh, separated me from my bandmates from my former band at, at that time was I, uh, I I didn't have a lot of support um, because for the majority of the time I was the only father. Um, so, you know, I went through a lot of like homesickness and just really missing my kids and yeah. that wasn't understood, uh, by, you know, kidless people, which is totally understandable, I guess. Um, but I, I find myself, I found myself wandering alone a lot, uh, mostly because of my lifestyle, um, uh, choices like wandering alone through cities. Uh, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? But also like, I just, I needed to think and I, I, I needed to like, miss my children and think about what was important in my life. And, uh, and I found myself on this wall just thinking like, man, I don't want to leave this place. But I, and I meant it physically, but I so much more meant it. Like my, my children were getting older and I was missing things. And, uh, and I, I just, I, I, I don't know. I just like connected the whole split of it, the whole duality of like, I don't want to leave this, this, this physical place. And at the same time, like, I don't want to leave this time. I, I don't, I don't want to be, uh, and, and my wife and I talk about this now because, um, we, we have younger kids and they're getting older and, and I, it's so nerdy to say, but like, dude, we remind ourselves all the time about like, man, it is so sad to think about this house, not having children in it. And, um, and you know, my wife calms me down, but like, I get really intensely emotional in, in those thoughts because like I mentioned, earlier i've been a father since 16 17 years old so i i only know that life 
I only know the life of constantly being concerned about every little decision and the well-being of these these small humans. You, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I remember writing that song and just being like so connected with missing my children and like figuring out like how not to leave this place. You know what I mean? The physical place, the spiritual place, all of it. And it all happened right there at that castle. Um, I'll never forget that. And and uh, I don't want to get too lengthy with the story, so I'll, I'll stop it now. But like I have dozens and dozens of those uh, uh, dozens of those moments. And, and thankfully with, with Goldfinger, if my wife's not there, um, my Carrera has become like my, my, my travel buddy. Like he and I bro out in a, in a very, very similar way. Like we don't have to be talking. Um, and sometimes we'll, we'll just chatterbox the entire time, but we both like to just wander and absorb anything and everything the world or God or, or, or circumstance is, is trying to gift us in those moments. And, uh, and that, and that happens a lot in, in travel for me. And that's why my wife and I like to travel as much as possible and really try to like push that on our children. Uh, that yeah. that's a, it's a learning place. I that's think it's awesome. an awesome, awesome way to live. It's, it's experience, you know, like experience is the best teacher uh, yeah. in, in my opinion. Um, so there's only so much you can learn by, by watching a video of it or, or having someone tell you about it uh, when you're there and you're in it and you get to kind of like learn to make those decisions and make those moves and, and let go and let things happen and be a part of whatever's happening. It's kind of the best teacher. Yeah you know, that I've, yeah. that I've found. So I, I appreciate that a lot. Um, I also find a lot in, um, uh, in your music and in your videos too. Um, there's a, there's a lot of a connection, a generational connection. A lot of it has to do with kind of that you, you do a lot of connecting um, between where you are and who you are with where you've been and who's around. Uh, if that makes sense, probably not. Um, <laughs> uh, you, you like you talk like you're talking about how you're growing up and you're realizing that uh, you don't want to leave this place and you don't want to leave this time and you connect those two things. I find a lot of that kind of connection in your music and maybe that's just my way of listening to it, um, which I think is cool. Maybe it's not the intent, but I hear a lot of um, uh, this idea of hey things are this way now things were different before neither of those things are bad um everything's okay everything can kind of work and um and there's very little judgment from you on things it's just more of an observation it seems um which is cool it seems like you don't you're you're very open to kind of like everything um Oh, that's awesome that that you got that from that. Yeah, I I I very much appreciate that interpretation because I think it's it's really nice. It's it's really nice to uh, like give your all to something when when I'm when I'm writing, especially lyrically speaking. Um, I try to make every line, and I and I mean like every single line, uh, mean two different things. Uh, if at, at least two different things, if not three or four different layers. Uh, on type on top of what that can mean um so it's it's really it's really 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 nice you just paid me the the greatest compliment as i i could have as a songwriter for for me personally because oh, cool. I, I i try to make things as simple as possible lyrically speaking on the surface but really 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 have some depth 
as far as how far you want to dig into it, um, this could mean something drastically different. Well, I, I appreciate that. I like, um, I, I always say like, as far as a writer for me, it's like, yeah, oh, it's happy sounding sad songs. I like everything to sound. Um, I like everything to catch you immediately. I like hooks. I love, I love sing-alongs. I love that kind of feel. I grew up to that. I love that pop sensibility, but then I love at being able to dig in and go, well, what could this be? And what could this be? And what could this be? Um, and as a listener, I'm never really looking for what the writer is writing about. I'm more looking at if I wrote it, what I'd be experiencing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the map. That's the map. I try to, I try to make it, a, make it an a, a absolutely personal map of my experience and my life and my, 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 my vision of it, my visuals of, of my experiences and my interpretations of it. But I try to write it in a way where it's actually your map. Like you're, you're going to paint it with your thoughts and your experiences Absolutely. and all that. Yeah. I try, I try to really make it seem like it's a blank canvas for, for you. And I have uh, hundreds of people tell me their interpretations of things. And like, sometimes they're like super, super in depth and it's exactly what I was trying to present them, their own canvas to do something with. Um, whereas, you know, if, if I tell you specifics, like a lot of those words will, will, will represent very specific happenings in my life down right. to the colors or the numbers or whatever it is I'm, I'm, I'm using, but I try to, yeah, craft, craft it in a way where it's very layered. Have you ever had um, somebody give you their interpretation of something that you've written that hit you in such a way that it becomes something that you think of often when you sing it? Like it, it, it affects oh, yeah. your version of it now. Oh, yes, very much so. Um, there's a song called If This Is The End that we wrote. Uh, um, Great I, song. I wrote that. Yeah. Thanks, thanks. Yeah. My my drummer, uh, my best friend in high school and everything was uh, was battling cancer and like not on the winning end of it at first. Uh, and and um, the music was tossed to me. It was a very simple arrangement, and, and, I, and I wanted to write lyrics for him this was just for him and the, the only reason we were doing it is because i was trying to like give him some sort of um uh lyrical sense of of what he was going through so i was trying to really really represent him and my life and everything that that, that fight represented and watching him go through that fight uh and so it was very specific to to that moment and to how I feel we were dealing with it as individuals and as a as a pair of of best buddies, um, and countless people have come up that have battled cancer or have been involved in in battling cancer with a loved one, and told me exactly what lyrics certain lyrics have have shouted to them or or allowed them to shout out to the world or or you know um, with their anger or or their or their surrender to it or, or whatever it may be and every single time i take the stage and the few times we've played that it's a different face that i'm singing for it's a different place i was trying to represent john when when i wrote it but very few times have we have we played it and i'm representing john in my mind because john isn't uh is he's he's uh, cancer free now and it's the people awesome. that, that it's the people, yeah. It's the people that have like in the battle or or have maybe lost the battle that like um, are absolutely top of mind, like in front of my face when I've when I've sang that song. And there's there's other songs too that have meant meant something very very 
emotionally powerful to, to me one year and then somebody will tell me something that isn't that big a deal. And then like, you know, four or five years later, we're, we're, we're playing that song and it's just not as top of heart or top of emotion for me. And all of a sudden I feel that person's story is sort of taken the song. Um, there's a specific instance with Dreaming and Deja Vu, which is my probably my favorite Greek fire song ever. And that, that has taken on a few different faces uh, for me because of people telling me their interpretations of it. Uh, I find like, I find that amazing with just how music can do that. You know, like that's one of the things that, that has always kind of drawn me to it. And I love that, you know, I, I can remember down to the the minute, the very first time that I ever felt like something I wrote meant something to someone other than me. And those moments are always just so, uh, so present and so like uh, heavy to me yeah. i was i always like finding out from other singers like what what is that like you know when you when you feel it so that's that's awesome that's awesome yeah, that you're, you're right dude it's, it. it's it's heavy it's heavy it's it's, it's magic that this one guy that, that told me his interpretation or or how this particular song uh resonates with his personal life when he's in the crowd uh, I almost feel like this weight, like I have to deliver this, like I've never delivered it before because right? oh, yeah. I, I, I'm singing, I, 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 this is this man's sanctuary at, in yep. this moment. I'm leading the choir. I am the choir for his hymn, his psalm. You, you know what I'm saying? So absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Th it's there's such a, a lot different of feeling to feel like you're somebody else's voice for a moment. Yeah. yeah. But, that, know, but when, that's when, what we're supposed to be doing. Right. right. Yeah. And that's that, the that's idea. What, yeah, that's why I love the theater and and like crossing the the theater into, you know, whether it's a punk band or or a hardcore band or this or that. Like, if you care about your words as a writer, you're supposed to care about your words be because they're supposed to have so much weight for others too, not just you. This isn't just a selfish right. thing. Otherwise, we'd just be doing this shit in our basement and not showing anybody. Like, yeah, yeah. The the, the reason we're supposed to be here doing this and and. And making sure it's the right word, and not just going, ah, oh, it's good enough. It, you know, blah, 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 let's re release it. Like if you if you're somebody that obsesses, like I do, when it comes to to music and craft, especially with lyrics and, and vocals and things, like I I want to like I I want to absolutely destroy it and do it perfectly because I want it. I'm doing it for other people. You're supposed to be doing right. it for other people. You right. know, like uh, initially when I first started music and everything, I'm sure it was because I had such a difficulty connecting. I, I could not connect um, with anybody. Like, I mean, it just, it just felt like nobody understood me and blah, 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 blah. And I'm sure most of that was my fault uh, or, or, or whatever. But for whatever reason, as a child, I just had a very difficult understanding of social cues and um, I didn't get it. I, I didn't get it. I always swam my own way for 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 a reason um but i think i took to the stage like most singers would say or most people take to the stage because they're trying to figure out a way to communicate with others and initially your early songs are like trying to like talk about you and or, or like here's my feelings and gah, 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 here's why you're wrong and you suck and blah 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 <laughs> but you but but you know what i mean like but as you as you evolve in a stage communicator, you realize the responsibility isn't just to talk about you. It's supposed to be your, you're supposed to be representing other people. And once you start doing that, you really start to find that if you're just vulnerable and allow yourself to talk about yourself in a really emotionally vulnerable way, 
people start to un- uh, people start to understand you naturally because they feel the same way. So now the craft comes into how you're going to deliver that. So you're representing all of you as a group in this art form. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's it's that point when you decide. For me, it was that point when you decide to write. Um, discovering or having that moment where you're like, oh, I used to listen to songs to feel like I wasn't alone. And I'm writing songs because I don't want to feel alone. Don't want to be alone and have this feeling, have this. But then having that mindset switch to go, oh, wait, there are people listening to my songs and I'm letting them know that they're not alone. Yeah. 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 And it's like, it's, it's act three of being, of, yeah. of, of living music. Which yeah. is, which is awesome to, um, it's awesome to hear and it's awesome to like see and be a part of. And then uh, I, I love talking to somebody else that kind of like has that, has felt that and has gotten in there too. Cause it's just a cool, you know, like it, it's a connection. Music connects all of us anyway. Um, and it's just proven more and more and more all the time. But to be able to talk to someone and go, yeah, it's, it's, you know, of course, when we start writing, it's about us, but eventually the minute you start putting it out there, you start realizing that it's, it's not about you. It's, it's about you as far as when you're putting it down on paper, but it becomes about um, connecting and reaching and, and, and being a part of something or trying to be a part of something um, yeah. after that, you know, and that yeah. makes it, that makes it bigger and more important than you or what you're doing with it. You know, before we get away from that too, like I think it's important to say, or it's important to note, especially for anybody that's, uh, you know, any young folks that are getting ready to, to, to start this, or you let's say you want to get into music and you're starting it. Um, I think it's important to say, uh, uh, uh well, I'll, I'll, I'll say it this way. When people ask me, for a direct interpretation of a song, I mean, 0.1% of the time, I'd say yes. The majority of the time, like, I would never do that. And uh, I think it was Freddie Mercury or somebody said something about, if I explain what the song means, it takes it away from whatever your interpretation right. was. It ends it. Yeah. Yeah. And, th- and that's really, really important to me, like I said, because of the way that I go about the craft of making sure that it's a, a canvas, uh, you know, using my paintbrushes. Um, I want the listener to own it. Um, and yeah. I think that's, that's my philosophy and, and I'm sure there's a hundred correct philosophies, but m- my philosophy is if, if you're going to put music out, make it as honest and vulnerable as possible. But once you do, once you shared it with a listener, just because they're not singing it or writing it, it doesn't mean that it's not theirs. And if they're connecting with it, it's theirs. And the last thing I would want to do is have something widely publicized about, the exact meaning of a song and somebody had something different from that. And then they read right. my interpretation and it takes the song away from them and puts it back to me. Like Absolutely. if I, if, if I'm going to give you this art form, unless the interpretation comes with the art booklet, which doesn't exist anymore. Uh, well then that's not a part of it. That's not yeah. a part of what this person connected with. My exact interpretation is not what connected this person to it. So I will not give that out there and have the chance of it, of their interpretation of their connection with the song being taken away. That was a word. It was a very verbose way to put that, but I hope it made sense. No, it makes total Ab- sense. Absolutely. And like it's that idea that if you think that, that someone wrote that song about you, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's so funny too, because like even now, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, pursuing music, uh, you know, the way I used to and all, but 
you know, uh, my last band that I was in, we we wrote a song. It was two singers. Uh, we talk about this all the time, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's it's basically doing what we were talking about, like the whole stripping down, bearing your soul, that whole thing. But you got to do it with somebody else, right? Right. And you know, when you're doing it part time, you got four, three or four, five other people around you and stuff like that. And uh, we wrote a song that ended up being pretty popular for us. And he and I wrote two different things, like two completely different fucking songs. Right. right. right? And it became this song that like we had to close with, we had to play it. We had to play it every time. I'm like, dude, this, it means nothing. Like it literally means nothing, but people, people, but it means something to, yeah, they took it, they took it and they were like, it means something to, to me. And, and, uh, that's definitely what my one regret in my musical career kind of thing where I'm like, all right, maybe I shouldn't have dogged it. <laughs> I yeah, yeah, should embrace, embrace that a little more. Dogged my own song so badly because it's like Dude, all, all of us did that in our youth. Yeah, we all, absolutely. We all did that shit. No, but no, I'm still. Just, I, I was old then. I'm, I'm older now, but I'm like I was old then. So <laughs> that's okay, man. We're, you got to forgive yourself, dude. We all we've all done that. Yeah. We all we all get precious. We all get really precious with yeah. our stuff, and that and yeah. that's horseshit. You know, like it's all just. It's just music. I mean, it, it ultimately, like, I know that 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 somewhat seems like it contradicts everything that we're saying and all the weight that we're given all this. But like, in the end, it's just music, and 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 that's okay. And this too shall pass, and we we will all be as irrelevant as we think we will um, at some point, <laughs> and that's okay, dude. Yeah. That's to- like, yeah, that we're all that's just the shit up. Right. That's the beauty of life and time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're we're just doing our best to do something in these fleeting moments. That's all. We'll be right back. All right, Jimsy. You think grilling season is over? Mm, almost, right? Or- no. No. Grilling season is never over because okay. of a new sponsor of ours. Ooh, what is it? GrillYourAssOff.com. I love the name already. Yeah. Uh, it's a veteran-owned company that sells spices, barbecue sauces, cool swag, even like even uh, cookbooks. Oh, you know what? I You sent me a link to that. I checked it out. That was awesome. They had some uh, some cool recipes right on their site that was pretty awesome. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And it, that, that's for free. But now that they're a sponsor... They've decided that if you use the promo code BACON, you get 10% off your order. Dude, that's awesome. I'm yeah. ready. I'm, I'm definitely ordering some spices. They had a couple that looked really killer. Yeah, and, and it's really, there's so many different selections that there's really a spice for everybody. Um, the, the guys that are like heat heads and even the people that just want something subtle, delicious, sweet, whatever it is, uh, they've got something for everybody. Awesome. Did we order any? Did we have any coming? We've got some coming. Nice. And we're going to do some tasting episodes over on the Patreon. Awesome. So with stick a around. Bit of grill your ass off stuff. Stick around, everyone, because uh, once we get those in, we're going to taste them. We're going to go through them. And then we're going to let you know what we think and uh, maybe give you some uh, some choices that we would kind of go for. So once again, head over to grillyourassoff.com. Use that promo code BACON and get 10% off. Sweet. Hey, it's DJ from Marvel 9. 
And when I'm not busy doing the Hard Rock Lunchbox or the Top 20 or absolutely anything else, I'm listening to Bacon as my podcast. Yeah. Well, in this fleeting moment, what I would like to do is I would like to uh, pay our sponsor. So we're yes. gonna we're gonna do that very quickly. That's Here we my go. sponsor. Oh, what, what's your sponsor? Oh, what's your sponsor? Uh, it's just uh, this Moondrop CBD seltzer that uh, that I've been jamming on a whole bunch, which is, oh, well, which is you really, know I just we'll got bring my it name up. I, yeah, I want to uh, we'll bring it up. Okay, so so we've got our sponsor. Yeah. So before we get into our sponsor. What's your sponsor? Tell, yeah. tell us a little bit. <laughs> well, I, Moon, am here courtesy of Moondrops CBD Seltzer right nice. here. It's beautiful. It's amazing. amazing. MoondropsCBD.com. It's uh, just this really badass CBD seltzer that uh, helps me chill. And after like a whole four or five hours in the studio, I need something to kind of take the edge off. You, yes. you know what I'm saying? What's, I, our, what's our flavor profile happening there? Oh, this is uh, this is peachy. And oh. it's simple. It's simple. It's not, you know, some of those guys, like it, some of these flavored uh, seltzers are, uh, just get like way too intense about it, like way overboard. And the profile is like completely ruined. This is just like a simple hint of peach. It's very nice. Okay. I have wanted to get into like the CBD seltzers and stuff like that. I've, uh, there were a couple that, that we've spoken to and, and stuff like that. But man, once once it comes to shipping, it's like, okay, well, that, that, that costs more than the, the actual seltzer itself. Right, right. But yeah, I, I'm all about the uh, CBD and the benefits and all that stuff. I, I definitely get to try uh, try it out. Is there is there a moon is there a moon uh, uh, special moon uh, promo code or whatever? Oh, you know, no. But I should I should work on that. Uh, <clears throat> hopefully, I'll have something like that in the in the near future. Maybe by the time the the podcast is released, there's like a whole tincture for the drops, and there's a pet tincture as well. But uh, I'll I'll get some sort of promo code up there for the seltzer on the website. Nice. But well, we'll great idea. A, we'll put a link to it in the description. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Shoot us a link, and we'll well. we'll put it down here. Awesome. Thanks, dudes. What Another what hat. What do you got, yeah, Poddex? Ours, we're hanging out with Poddex, and uh, what they are is they're a company that is helping out uh, young and new podcasters or even uh, podcasters that have been around for a while that just want to, like, shake it up and do something new. Shake um, it up. They're here to uh, to give you some interview questions, some topics, some uh, some ideas. Icebreakers, questions. Uh, ways to talk to people. Yeah, stuff like that, because people sometimes – have a hard time coming up with something to say. They don't have verbal diarrhea like we do. That is that is a thing. That is a, that is an official thing. So M Mike is going to let you know what uh, decks we have, and we're going to let you choose one. We'll pick a random <laughs> question for it, and that'll be your question. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, so uh, there is the interview deck one. There's the episode deck. And I've been told, uh, so throughout the whole uh first year and a half of this i've right. always said don't don't pick that but i guess we could we could and then we could um, just talk about what that episode would be yeah uh there's the interview deck second edition there's what the heck there's would you rather there's what the fuck yeah and then also and we have to say it this way there's a way the how dare you it has to be said that way, it's just uh, the way uh, it uh, like Mr. Bighead from Rocco's yeah, Modern Life. Exactly. So uh, any one of those, whatever sticks out in your mind, go ahead and pick one, sir. Uh, you know, I love uh, what really stood out to me was what the heck and the how dare you. So I'm going to put it back in your court, pass the ball back, and you choose between those two. All okay, right. Jimsy. 
I am going to point to this. Where am I closest to? I'm moving. Oh, you're moving? Yeah. All right, we're going to do... Pick an arm, left or right. Uh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Go ahead, left For or right. For those of you just listening, he's putting the decks behind his back. I'm choosing the left arm. That's what I'm picking. How he's showing off his, he's showing off his pecs. He's showing off the pecs. Those are boobs. He's more of a cabzilla. <laughs> I like that. All right, what, what oh. was it? How dare you? How yep, we got the hair down. How dare you? So the how dare you? Mike is going to shuffle these because I am not a uh, card shuffler. Uh, we've gone through this many times. I can't shuffle. I'm not very good at it. So Mike's going to do it. And while he does that, I will tell everybody that is listening to check out poddex.com. You can go there and you can check out not only the decks, but they have some cool swag as well. They have some cool uh, podcaster t-shirts. Um, they come out with new decks all the time. Uh, like you said, we have, what, six or seven right here yep. that we've been kind of choosing from. Uh, whatever you decide to do, use the promo code BACON. Because everything is better with bacon. Indeed. And you get 10% off your entire order over at Poddex. So check it out. Definitely. You All guys right, getting so paid by the uh, meat industry? Because like, man, like you guys bought that. You bought that marketing, that bacon marketing, <laughs> man. They put it on heavy that's like six right. years ago. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's that's the only reason why people will initially listen because they're right, like, yeah. they're like, oh, bacon. bacon. Oh, All right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, I, like I mean, they're, they're sorely disappointed after, but. Everything right. else is, I mean, it's not a food it's podcast, the it's but the it Lord. is, you know, bacon does make things better. And this podcast is about what makes your life better. What in your life is your bacon? Well, now I have a question yeah. and before we, before we move on, I have to say this cause I'll forget it. Uh, I mean, you're bacon purists. I'm assuming like, what about Turkey bacon or, or, or fake bacon? I don't mind Turkey bacon. We're, we're okay with it. I don't mind fake bacon. I, awesome. I have turkey prefer, bacon in the fridge right outside. We're friends, I, I guys. We're, real, we're, yeah, I prefer real bacon. Yeah. Uh, I do not like beef bacon. Yeah, we don't fall for beef bacon. Don't fall for no it. No good. Not good. I don't think I've ever tried that. Don't. Yes, no need. Don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, turkey bacon's delicious. I've had some good turkey bacon. Uh, and I've also had some good soy bacon. And I've had some good, uh, some, I can't remember what it was made of. Something else. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, I've had some. I've had some bad plant based bacon and some really good plant based. Yeah, bacon. But if you it, if you weren't if you weren't a part of the whole ver, uh, the the whole catalog, I was going to say, how dare you? Indeed. Oh no 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 and no no! Deserved it, my friend. Our minds are open. <laughs> Our minds are open. Yes, we're yes. accepting. We're accepting of all forms. So I'm going to fan these out. All right. So all right. I, I'm going to take my fingy and I'm going to go from uh, my left to my right, your right to your left. And you just tell me when to stop, and that'll be your question. Give me that one. That one right there. All right. Moon, what is the most embarrassing thing that your parents have ever caught you doing? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well... That day that I had to tell him my girlfriend was pregnant, that was a big day. <laughs> uh, they kind of caught me. <laughs> that was yeah. Um, that was probably a moment. I will say I never got George Costanza. I never got okay. caught, uh, right. you know, with holding it or anything. Right, right. But it was, but it there was, it was close. There was a time. I've never told this to anybody. There was a time in middle school, uh, which, by the way, I was a late bloomer. I I didn't. Uh, I didn't hold it myself, if you know what I'm saying, and right, do right. that full, that full thing until high school. No solo so shows is, till high school. No, no solo shows till high school. But like there was like because I didn't, I just didn't know. I just didn't know what it was. You, you know, um, right. 
And, uh, but in middle school, I remember, and I even had like a couple posters of like Cindy Crawford and Nikki Taylor and stuff right, like that. Right. right. But there was like, a magazine or something that my friend had and brought over and I begged him to leave it. And it wasn't even like a full nudie magazine. We're talking like, like bikinis or something. And I remember thinking, Oh, I got to move that. And my parents (laughs) left for some, for some reason. And when I was moving it, I moved it from where he had put it in the closet and I was, I don't know where I was planning on moving it, but I remember all of a sudden I hear like footsteps and my dad was like a big dude. And I hear these footsteps coming down the hall. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to look bad if I'm holding this. And I was supposed to be home alone. So I panicked and went to throw it under my mattress. And as I'm throwing it under my mattress, like this isn't even anything that I need necessarily need to hide. <laughs> right. But when, as I'm doing it, my dad opens the door, like, boom, like suddenly, like he caught me doing something. And I, I like rip my hand out from the mattress. I'm like, what, what do you need? And you know, like guilty as sin, as far as my face and my look and everything is. And, and he was like, he just started laughing. It was like, oh, what were you doing? So even though I didn't get caught doing anything to this day, my dad thinks he caught me masturbating. In like right, right. <laughs> ah, that's Definitely. great. 100%. All I thought was like, well, now I can't even have a conversation. I can't even say like, dad, I wasn't doing that or whatever it is you think I do because I didn't even know what he thought I was doing until years later. <laughs> yeah. I think the worst thing that my parents ever caught me doing I, the first time I was drunk. Okay. And, and my parents were, were like really cool about things. They were like, Hey, listen, just be honest. Don't be driving. Don't be going out, whatever. Just like, if you, if you're going to drink a little bit, you know, at least do it here and then we'll make sure that everybody's monitored and stuff like that. That's very cool parents, which is, which is very cool. Uh, I did not have those parents at, at the same time. They were like, just don't lie to us. And right. We, we like the high school friends, we called it Valentine's day massacre because it was literally, Oh no, no, I'm sorry. St. Patrick's massacre. Okay. And it, because literally it was the worst thing ever. Everybody got really, really drunk, really, really sick. One girl passed out. Two guys had to bring her down the stairs um, <sighs> because she was just like, so that's rough pe- yeah. to her father, like, and just like oh. poured her father, like poured her into her father's oh, hands. No. Oh. Yeah. It was really oh, bad. No. So, um, <laughs> so, so this was like the advent of, cell phones it was like the first cell phone out there when when a family would share a cell phone and they're like we'll we'll call you when we're ready right so a friend of mine he was like okay your parents called they're gonna get you ready and i was one of the one of the zombies right uh or and i'm like i'm good i'm totally good i'm totally good so all of a sudden i sober up and they're like bringing this girl down like two guys are bringing this girl down the stairs uh to her father uh-huh. and i'm like act cool <laughs> and i'm walking down the stairs right next to them and i'm like did you snap no that's great no well i think i maybe did because that's i don't think i actually did though. uh so my dad my dad's like hey so uh what's going on here and i was like oh, nothing just hanging out watching tv let's go home and i was acting cool and uh got home sat me on on the bed and they were like and my parents bedroom was downstairs my bedroom was upstairs they sat me on their bed and they were like did you drink tonight and i was like i had like one that's it 
<laughs> Eyes rolling back in his head. And I had they were like, like they were like, just don't lie to us. That's all. That's all we ask. Don't lie to us. I was like, Pfft. it was just one. I'm totally cool. It's like okay, cool. Told me to go up the bed, and um, we had a between my bedroom and and the downstairs. There was a, a a gate because we had dogs and we didn't want them going upstairs. So I put my one foot over, and then I remember a tap on the shoulder, and my head was up against the wall that was that the gate was attached to. And my mom goes, you were there for about 40 minutes. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, I'm good. And then I went upstairs and I was totally, to- it's, it was embarrassing. I was totally grounded. Yeah. But it was totally embarrassing to sleep against the wall with <laughs> straddled over a fence between a, yeah. All right. Yeah. That's probably the worst thing. That's a good that's one. Happened. That sucks. I just yeah. remember always thinking that I was uh, totally going to get slide by and be able to convince them that I hadn't been drinking back when I when I did that. Um, and I thought my best way to do it, and and I have a feeling that this is very common. Uh, if any if any kids are listening to this, this is you're going to get caught. Yeah, um, you overexplain. I over talk. I over explain. Like, let me just go through every single minute of the night so you know how <laughs> exactly with it I've been all night. I know here's when I walked in and here's what happened then. And they're just like, you just need to shut up. You're wasted. Go lay down. You'll be grounded. You're we'll take care of you in the morning. Yeah, don't don't like, don't worry. Your mm. life's over. <laughs> Your social life is immediately gonna end. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> that over explaining was, was the thing that I that I did all the time. That was my problem. Yeah, uh, other than ruining my parents' reputation throughout all of the church world, uh, I really didn't do too much. <laughs> it was it was a good day for my brother, I'll tell you that. He was like, right. holy shit, I can't do anything worse than that. Life is going to be so good. I'm not kidding, dude. And he told me years later, too, and he and I are pretty close now. Like He told me years later, he's like, dude, I remember, I remember hearing that all go down. And he's like, for a week, I thought, well... This is going to be easy for me throughout high school, man. And he was right. He did everything, everything. As long as he didn't get anybody pregnant, the right. kid was going to be the golden child. And he sure yes. was, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's crazy. That's and, you know, it's, it's funny, too, because, like, that that's one of the things that I, I totally, like, respect about you, too. Um, I mean, I, I'm a father, too. And uh, just – being able to achieve the musical things. So like a lot of things, a lot of times people go, Oh, well, you know, you like, you're a parent. That's it. You're fucked. Like you're a parent. That's it. And life is over. Right. Start working at the bank. Start working. Yeah. Start. start and, and not to say that I don't hate my job because I fucking do, but uh, I get to do, <laughs> I still get to do like all sorts of awesome yeah. stuff. And, 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 you know, I'm still pursuing this as, you know, a thing. And, and like, so I, I feel like your journey as like a hey, yeah, yeah. If you if you still want something and you love something and you, you don't have to be a shitty father to to <laughs> to, to still achieve those things. Like right. and life's not over. Life isn't so. over. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's really cool, man. That's I, I hats off to you for that. 
Thanks. It was uh, it was no easy feat, and there was a lot of sacrifice. I mean, being being a parent is is choosing is 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 choosing sacrifices. You know what I'm saying? And my yeah. my family definitely had to endure a lot of sacrifice to to make that career. Uh, to make that career happen, and there were certain lines that I had drawn um, within within my plans and with my within the trajectory. Like you know, if this isn't reached by this point, I have to pivot. And like I said, it's it's continually changing and continually adapting or dying. Uh, I mean, I, my, like I said, I'm in my basement right now, um, working on <clears throat> working on a couple different songs with a couple different people. And you know, you ask 1999 me, and this I'm sure probably wouldn't have been on the on the 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 agenda the trajectory but uh, you know i love I'm, I'm loving my life I, I love what i do i love doing radio i love doing uh a uh, uh, goldfinger x amount of days uh, a year i love doing greek fire x amount of days and even we do the teenage dirtbags which is nothing i ever thought i would be a part of and it's some of the most fun stuff i'll uh, i'll be doing you, you know what i'm saying so oh hi babe hi. um that's my wife hello <laughs> uh i just want to make sure it wasn't you know getting attacked uh not by her but by somebody else um yeah so yeah like you know you just uh you just adapt and you just change and this is a wonderful time to be a part of music in any way because there's a thousand different things you can do and it may not be the thing you dreamt of doing um or the thing that you think you're even the best at or deserve or something like that but uh there's there's a place for a lot of different types, a lot of different talents, and you just have to make the decisions on on uh, how hard you're going to push and what you're what you're willing to sacrifice. And my my kids are they're they're older. Um, my my two daughters who endured the majority of that really really harsh uh, touring climate and and what you had to do to make a, a story for for your band uh, for yourself to get the radio success to get the tours to get the giant Lincoln Park Meteor tours. There was a ton of sacrifice, and they they endured a lot, and and I, uh, they didn't get the 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 choice uh, to make. I had to make it for them, and that was very very difficult. And some of which I think was totally worth it, and some may maybe wasn't. Um, with ultimately what it costs uh, my relationship with my kids, or or what it cost in the moment w w with the children, and we have a great relationship, um, and it's awesome, and I love them more than anybody. But like. The the fact is, they know that they had to endure a lot of sacrifice with their with their father to make that career happen. Like a lot of careers, I'm not I'm not saying it's it's only for music and woe is me because baseball players and well, right, hockey yeah, goalies yeah. and and even even sales salespeople or or real estate agents that have to show houses on Saturdays and Sundays. You right, know what yeah. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm trying to make this a universal thing. Is is uh, yeah? It's it's. Um, it requires a lot of sacrifice and you just have to figure out what's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. After these messages, we'll be right back. You love your weekly dose of bacon as my podcast, but you need even more bacon. Well, just go over to baconismypodcast.com. You can engage even more with us over there. It's a pathway to our music, extra content, our social media pages. Most importantly, grab yourself some pretty sweet swag and put it all over your body parts. Again, that's baconismypodcast.com. Listen to some tunes, pick up some merch, and tell us, what's your bacon? Hi, this is Annie Stoic from Jackknife Stiletto, and you are consuming the Bacon Is My Podcast. Back to you, Jimmy and Mike. Absolutely. Well, you do a lot of shit. So what, the, what do you do 
in the in the minute amount of time that probably about <laughs> that big. Uh, what do you do to 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 like turn off? What's your shut my brain off thing? Like what what do you do? Like how how do you how do you shut it off? Oh, uh, I do I do a lot of things, and it's it, as you've probably surmised, it's because I have a lot of mouths to feed. Uh, <laughs> um, but I guess yeah, yeah, a whole soccer team. Uh, I uh, I do a little bit of video gaming here and there. Uh, a little bit of little these days, it's a little bit of uh, Warzone, and I used to be a FIFA FIFA guy. Although I'm not yeah. a big fan of the last couple, um, my wife and I, uh, for the most part, every night or at least you know like four or five, six six nights a week, uh, after the kids are in bed, we we kind of shut our our workstations down or whatever it is that we're doing, because she does uh, at home workouts for a living uh, here at the house. But we'll we'll shut all that stuff down and we'll just kind of chill on the couch and and watch our uh, watch a. We usually try to get into a series, so like we're really involved in a series, whether it's you know Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones or whatever the heck it is. We watch a lot of telly, as far as that goes. Right now we're watching an HBO show called Station Eleven. Um, that's been pretty interesting and exciting, uh, so far. So we give it about 40 minutes, uh, each night to kind of do that, just to sort of decompress before we, yeah, right. we chill. Uh, we talk a lot about, uh, different things or, or books that she's reading. That's like, that's my, my, I have found my best decompression tool, uh, besides getting outside and like hiking or, 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 or just walking aimlessly. Um, is 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 my wife is like just people just being around her and just having these discussions you end up talking for for an hour and 15 minutes or whatever and it feels like five minutes and then you're like then you're like you know everything else sort of faded away and you realize that you were able to zoom your world into just this one person so that's yeah. that's um without sounding like cheesy and like i love my wife is she's been the the, the greatest drug as far as decompression goes oh, that's uh, awesome Ever, yeah, she 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 rules, and and life is good. Life is good with her. And like I said, going outside, man. And we were talking about like wandering on tour. If you're, when it comes to decision making and all that kind of stuff, if you're like really like struggling to make a decision or something, there is nothing better than leaving your phone or whatever com communicative devices or distractive devices you have. Leave them and just walk, wander around your neighborhood or find a path or something because you will find all of a sudden you hit a point where you're talking to yourself. And now it's your mind talking to your mind. And those are the best ways to figure out your decisions. You'll, you will come home with an answer if it's been long enough and you hit that point of, all right, you're done with the distractions and you actually just get to focus on what you actually feel and what you actually think and what you want to do and what's important and how to get there. Just go the fuck outside and be alone. Just, just walk. It's okay. You know, to, to be alone. Like I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm constantly preaching like, dude, you have to figure out how to be alone because it is not synonymous with being lonely. And we have so conditioned ourselves to feel like lonely in that initial moments of, of being alone. But being alone is like beautiful. You get to be with yourself and you're ultimately the person that has to endure the consequences of your decisions. So why wouldn't you just like be alone with yourself to find out what those decisions should be? So get out there 100%. and just yeah. think by yourself, man. Yeah, I I love those moments. I'm a, yeah, I'm a proponent too. Uh, I absolutely yeah, love just, I love being alone. <laughs> too, I really do. Yeah, uh, me too, man. You know? And it's rough, but it's rough. Like, I mean, think of all the people that we knew that, like, when 2020 like it hit, had a really, really, really difficult time. Oh, yeah. And it, oh, it, absolutely. It, 
and, and it's because like you, you know we're creatures of habit and you got to practice being alone you got to practice mm-hmm. yeah no that's that's actually a great great piece of advice because yeah you do have to practice being alone because it, it took me a fucking long time and yeah and i'm sure with you guys too it's just like it, part of being a creative and part of being a musician and part of like yeah you you have to be alone a little bit and just just be like yeah cool i, I feel safe with myself right now yeah or, and especially like you know your mind goes off to weird places and i shit. feel like you gotta unplug from from the world because so much of our life is spent reacting um instead yeah. of in instead of enacting yeah you know and so we're we're constantly uh answering to something or to someone or reacting to somebody's this or that, or uh, making a decision based off of something somebody else is doing or, or, you know, job wise, life wise, friend wise, all that kind of stuff. So to, to unplug from all of that and just be like, Oh, I don't have to react right now. I can just, what am I doing? (laughs) It's just, maybe I could, maybe it's nothing. Maybe, maybe it's figuring out what direction I want to take something or how I want to think of a certain thing, you know, like it just, it's important to kind of like figure out who you are over and over and over and over and over again. You, yeah. you never, you never just know, you know, it's like, yep. it's always, you it's always kind of a yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I, I kind of feel like we could talk all night. We could like all but, day. All but you're night. a busy person. Uh, extremely busy, busy person. I mean, we didn't even, <laughs> we didn't even talk about silver, silver chair. <laughs> Oh, dude, we could do that someday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, we'll we'll, we'll let you go. Uh, but before we do, please let everybody know where to find you, your music, your radio show slash podcast, yep. all of the things. All of uh, yeah. Well, the uh, <clears throat> the social the social handles are at Moon Valjean here M O O N V A L J E A N H E R E. Uh, that's the, the Twitter, the Facebook, is there Facebook? Uh, you know, maybe it's not the Facebook. I don't like Facebook. I don't really do that. Uh, Instagram and okay. I think TikTok too, even though like my manager is constantly telling me I should be on there and I think I'm on there, but I got, I, 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 whatever. My uh, wife too. On, I get it. Yeah. My dog. Yeah. On Cameo as well. Uh, I think that's just cameo.com slash Moon Valjean. Um, but also, yeah, please check out our, our podcast. We do a daily uh, morning show here in St. Louis uh, from 6 to 10 uh, on KPNT. It's 105.7. It's uh, our, our alternative station here, the best alternative station in the country. And I'm not just saying that because they pay me. Um, I'm saying that because that's I've been all over this country and I know. Um, but we have a podcast. It's called The Rizzuto Show. It's on all podcast directories. Please check it out. It's it's five dudes from you know different backgrounds um, having a lot of fun and telling dick jokes and doing games and uh, uh, a lot of fun stuff. But that and, uh, of course, Goldfinger. We released a record last year and uh, and one not too, too, uh, uh, too you know, quickly before that. Uh, so we got uh, a couple records out recently with Goldfinger and then Greek Fire uh, is uh, hopefully going to be releasing some music this year. I've been working on a lot of stuff. There's some stuff that's done. It's just for me, it's like a, a matter of timing. And if I really want to, I really want to do it uh, right now, but I, I do want to do it right now. So check out Greek Fire. That's all over Apple Music and Spotify and all the other places that don't pay any musicians these days. <laughs> but no, no, please, yeah, yeah, please, please check that out. And if you are a St. Louis native, 
uh, definitely come see a live show, whether it's Goldfinger, uh, Greek Fire, or the Teenage Dirtbags. And I just want to say uh, I appreciate you guys, Mike and Jimmy, and, and everybody that's listening and that has supported uh, us or anybody in music, man, because it is not an easy place to be. Nope. Ah, that's awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah everything you just said. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll just back it up. Everything you just said. Uh, all the links and everything are going to be in the description. So if you want to check out uh, any of Moon's stuff, uh, Greek Fire, Goldfinger, The Rosudo Show, all of that, it's all going to be in the description. So please link to it, uh, share it, like it, all those, all those things that help algorithms let people be heard by other people because there's apparently no other way. These yeah, days. it's fucking annoying. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you for spending Adapt your time. Adapt or die. Here. Adapt exactly. or die. That's true. It's Waterworld, man. Grow gills. Grow okay. gills. <laughs> That's right. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you so much for hanging out. And uh, remember, everybody, just to uh, ask yourself one question every single day, the most important question every single day. Uh, I don't know if you remember it, Moon. Do you remember the question, the important question? Is it, uh, what is your bacon? What is your bacon? Indeed. Thank Indeed. you so much, man. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah, see you, brothers. So, uh, what'd you think? What'd you think? I thought I thought he was great. I thought he was great too. What a cool conversation! What that a, was great. What a good dude. This is the first time that uh, you guys got to hear an intro before we actually spoke to the person. Yes. Yeah. 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 Peek yeah. behind the curtain. Um, yeah. But yeah. So this 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 happened in order. This happened <laughs> and, actually in order, and I think that might be how we do things. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I know, it depends. It, I dig depends it. on what happens between now and our next guest <laughs> and but, the next guest. Hey, yeah, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, man, Moon Moon's a. a, a Cool, what a dude. cool dude. Like super creative, super interesting. Um just a just a cool like way of looking at life. And I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh you know, I, I love when we get to meet people that that have that kind of like I don't know, that that like mental connection that I get from people right. sometimes where it's just like, oh man, I look at life similar to the way you look at life. Yeah. That's awesome. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was it was really really cool to talk to him. We hope you enjoyed it. I'm sure you enjoyed it. Yeah. If you didn't enjoy it, well, then you probably don't enjoy us at all. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and thank you for uh, listening once and and let someone that you think might enjoy it here. Yeah, let them that know exist. that. Yeah. Thanks for giving us a chance. Hey, I didn't like it, but. <laughs> You enjoy things I don't like. But yeah, so if you thought the show was great, awesome, let us know in the comments. Uh, stay in the conversation with hashtag what's your bacon and hashtag bacon is my pod. Mm -hmm. um, if you hated us, stay in the conversation with hashtag what's your bacon and hashtag bacon <laughs> is my pod. Tell us all about it. And, uh, you know, uh, maybe if we feel like trolling that day, we'll get back with you. It'll be yeah. great. It'll yeah. be great. Uh, on all the, all the socials, even the Facebooks. Yeah. At Bacon is my pod. Indeed. Indeed. Where's your stuff? Oh, me personally? Yeah, where's your personal Me personally, stuff? I am at me, my own self. Mike on all the socials, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I don't have a TikTok. I don't have a, a Snapchat or a, uh, a Discord or um, I don't have a lot of things, but the right. three, the main, the, the original three. We have a Discord. We're on there. So yeah, we have a Discord. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Bacon is my podcast. Yeah. Uh, and also my band, uh, something heavy at something heavy music. Uh, we've always got music coming out. We might have something out right now. Awesome. I don't know. Maybe because there's always, a we chance. just, we just do it. There's always we a just chance. Do it. You do. You do just do it. We, we just like, <laughs> it's going to put, put this out there. Yeah. Uh, Jimsy. 
Jimsy, what, what about you? Well, me, personally, Jimmy G Shoes. You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram, mm-hmm. both there. Um, you can find me there on Facebook as well. My band, Craving Strange, is at cravingstrange.net. From there, you'll be able to find all of our socials and all of our stuff. Uh, if you are listening to this, you can catch the visual version on Strangerhood TV. Yes. Where you can find all kinds of cool stuff that Mike does, that I do, that members of my band do. All kinds of cool stuff on there. Our buddy DJ has the top 20. Yeah. A lot of shows on that. Um, so definitely check out there where you and can the also see. And the Talk 20. He talks to people. Oh, yeah, the Talk 20. He talks to people all the time. You can get a visual of who we're talking to here on Bacon is My Podcast. Mm-hmm. And you get to see... Uh, What's your bacon and seven questions? Indeed, which indeed. Is, which is a good one. It's a good one to check out. Mm-hmm. So also, check that out too. Also, you can check out our single that has been out for a couple weeks now. Yeah. yeah. Suffering for no one. Suffering for no one. We've got uh, we got the lyric video out also on Strangerhood TV. And we have the uh, audio version on anywhere. Just look for Bacon is My Passion. Yeah, indeed. All right. So, so check that out. So all of that, uh, again... Thank you to our sponsors, Grill Your Ass Off, Poddex, Drink Wild Bills, promo code BACON, 10% off. And then you got your Manscaped Bacon Pod as the promo code, 20% off. And free shipping. And free shipping. And uh, thank you guys so much. Let's do this again next week. Yeah, we should. Uh, Same bacon time. Same same bacon bacon channel. channel. Yeah. Uh, But until then. Ask yourself always just one question. The most important question. What's your bacon? What's your bacon? So we got a new uh, sponsor. Yeah, sweet balls, bro. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. You are seeming very clean as well. Yeah. From what I hear. From what you hear. Yes. From what I hear. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure you can guess by it, by that conversation <laughs> that our new Sponsor is Manscaped. Yes, Manscaped, uh, a company that I'm very familiar with. Me too. Uh, a couple, few years now. I've yeah. Been, I've been using their products. And uh, I tell you what, my marbles have never been shinier. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's funny because uh, I actually got their uh, their lawnmower 3.0. Yes. Which uh, it has skin safe, uh, skin safe technology. And they've just upgraded to the 4.0. And let me tell you. I was I, I love the 3.0, but the 4.0 is just so much better. It's got a light on it. Like when you when you're shaving down there, you're like, do I really need a light? Yes, you do. Visual aids. Yeah, Visual aids you are absolutely important do. sometimes. For sure. Sometimes in those crevices that uh that that upper leg inner crease. Yes, yes, agreed. It's a tough spot. Agreed. It's a tough agreed. spot to get. Uh so the perfect package 4.0 contains the lawnmower 4.0. Yes. But one of the things that I am a big fan of. Uh, is the crop reviver? Uh, as yes, they call it. It is. Uh, they call it the ball spray toner. Yes. So it's Tone it's those marbles. It's pretty great because it's uh, midday spritz, if yeah. you will. You know, you had a rough day. You finish work, but you want to feel your best and all that kind of stuff. And pH balanced. It's a nice pH balanced. Cooling little yeah, little mist. I throw. I keep it in my bag. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what else is in the perfect package? Package as well is the uh, the, the ball deodorant. Yes, it's the crop yeah. preserver. It's an anti-chafing. So when you walk a lot, uh, I don't know about you, but sometimes I get the chafing. I should probably lose weight, but instead I use this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bl- wearing black is better than working out. You know? Exactly. It's one of those things. Uh, but yeah, definitely I've I've done uh, every dude that has been out in the heat in a pair mm-hmm. of jeans 
has been like, uh, life sucks right yeah. now. Life sucks. Yeah. This is awful. Um, this actually does work and does help. Yeah. So those things as well. I'm, yeah. I'm just a fan. I've always been a fan. I, I was super excited when you told me that we got uh, the email from them saying that uh, we could now offer a discount to our listeners. Yes. Uh, I thought that was super cool. So uh, and men and women can use it too. Absolutely. It's not just a man thing. Right. You can totally share it. The the lawnmower does work for the ladies. It does. Yeah. Uh, so if uh, if you want, you can get 20% off yeah, your order now. That's a big deal. That's, That's a big deal. Pretty awesome. Uh, use the promo code BACONPOD. You get 20% off at manscaped.com. Uh, I highly recommend uh, the the boxers, which is a free gift in the Perfect Package yep. 4.0. Uh, the boxers are really awesome for guys. I use the cologne. I, I really like their cologne. I like the uh, the mop, uh, crop, crop mop. mop. That's the like crop a, mop is is a, a it's my second favorite product from them. Yes, so yeah. It's the uh, lawnmower. The crop mop is like it's baby wipes, but they are uh, scented and pH balanced for non babies. For, yes, uh, adult marbles. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So go ahead to manscaped.com. Save yourself twenty percent. Yeah. Use the promo code bacon. Bacon pod. Pod, yeah, right, and uh, and, and make your marbles clean 20% and shiny. That's killer. Also, sign up for their uh, their their monthly deliveries. You can go in there and you can change products all the time. They'll send you new razors, they'll send you new blades, all that kind of good stuff. Check it out, manscaped.com. Highly recommended and used by your boys here at Bacon is my podcast. Like I said, keep those marbles shiny. Whoop, whoop. Mm -hmm.